Hi, I'm Brian Rose. I'm Michael McPherson. Welcome to the Lions Den. Mate, good episode today. Um, we kind of got one from last week, one from next week. We've got uh, Charlie Schofield coming on. Uh, Going to chat to him, uh, English champion, on a massive show this weekend on the Khan Brook show. So I'd be really interested to get his thoughts, see how he's dealing with all that pressure and, uh, you know, the big spectacle, the big stage. And then we've got John Ryder coming on, um, who, of course, had his great win last weekend against Daniel Jacobs, arguably the biggest win of his career. So now there's a few days passed. It'd be good to chat to him and, uh, and see how he feels about it all. You could say a little bit of a controversial decision. I think he kind of won the second half of the fight, lost the first half, but we can talk about that with him. So we'll, we'll get his we'll get his take on everything. It's going to be a really interesting one. Yeah, I, I thought he just nicked it like I say it was an interesting interesting fight. Could have gone either way. I still think it could have gone either way, but I do not just because he's on the podcast. I do think he, he nicked it by, by a round or, or, or two, whereas the Felix Cash fight was a little bit different. Um, yeah. But yeah. Interesting fights this weekend, like Charlie Schofield, he's part of the Phoenix camp. We obviously helped Jack Massey get the sponsorship, so it's, uh, we've got the Cowbook American, obviously. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Mm, definitely, it's going to be great. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, Phoenix Cash in, in a bit. Um, I know you you could do nothing but, but sing his praises. You're a big, big fan. And, you know, I like Phoenix Cash, but... Um, you know, we'll have to analyse that performance on the weekend and we'll probably have different opinions on it, but... Should we get Charlie on first, see how he's feeling? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Come on. Let's do it. Let's get Charlie on. Charlie, how's it going, mate? You okay, mate? Cheers for having me on. Welcome to the Lions Den. I know, yeah, I'm making my debut on here, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, he's got to get that bit in. It doesn't feel as real now. We're usually in the in the last season, we're in the in the boxing ring and it was like the proper Lions Den. Now it's like we're on Zoom and the Lions Den things feel a bit anticlimactical, but you've still got to say it, mate. It's like your trademark. Not quite the same, it's not quite the same sat in my kitchen. <laughs> I'm the same, I'm the same. <laughs> so, mate, we've got to start, obviously, uh, with a fight this week. Um, how are you feeling ahead of it? I'm feeling great, yeah. You know, my training camp couldn't have gone any better. And I, I'm, I'm super looking forward to it now. All the hard work's done. I just want to get that. I just want to get that last bit done now when I feel like I'm there. Now I'm itching to get in there. Yeah, I guess so. Well, Brian, I know this too. Do you get at this stage now? Is it more excitement or is it more nerves I bet the last few days must feel like you just want it to happen the last few days almost like feels like months exactly that yeah I just want to get in there now I'm ready you know physically and mentally I just want to get it done it's I mean Brian you'll know you you know yourself you just it's constantly on your mind isn't it you're visualizing it every day you know? yeah yeah, yeah. you know what now, when there's not, not really that much training to do it's just all in your mind isn't it? you just want to get it done yeah, you visualize it and then dream about it, and also but it never works out the way that you think in no. your head. So sometimes <laughs> you're overthinking for no reason. But I don't feel the nerves until the day of the fight, and I think that's a good thing because there's no, I'm not using any energy through the week through yeah. you know worrying and uh, you know it is what it is. But I just get nervous about five minutes before I'm going in, you know, yeah. um, or what, 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 as I get to the venue, sort of thing. But in the week, I've got no nerves, so I'm quite lucky like that. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much the same, to be honest. I feel like I'm pretty calm. I'm really chilled. Um, even you know, when I'm, it's, it's kind of like when you see the venue yourself, then you kind of I start feeling it there. Then you know, but it's not like a nervous thing. It's more like, well, I suppose it is nerves, obviously, but I use them to my advantage. Whereas, like, I get excited, I get that adrenaline, and I just want to get it done. Then 
do you, do you feel different this time because you're on like a it's a massive occasion for you you, you know there's going to be loads of people there um, so is that you know is that affected you in any way or you just going with the flow sort of thing yeah no I'm just going with the flow again I suppose because every fight for me it's like it's always meant more because I'm climbing that ladder a little mm. bit more so it feels you know the, the pressure's just you know, not, not really pressure but like it's it's just great. It's been gradual. Every, you know, from my first fight, I felt like I remember saying to myself before, it was with Bobby Rimmer walking in the ring, and I just remember saying to myself, if I just want to win this one fight, that's all I'm bothered about. I just want to win this one fight. You know, I could lose the next yeah. one. I'm not bothered. I just want to win this next one. And then, you know, that pressure that I put on my own mind there, just that one task, and the next minute it's your second fight and your yeah. third fight. It just yeah. keeps building, I suppose. That's the, the best thing you need to do, set yourself little goals. I mean, I was Central Area champion, then I went to English champion. And I, I, I never thought, dreamt, I never thought for one minute I'd fight for a world title. But when I was English champion, I was thinking, right, I might be able to win a British. And then next thing, I defended it three times. Then I was knocking out world champions. I was thinking, wow, what? this is unbelievable. I just, <laughs> little, little goals is the best way to, to get some someplace. You know, if you dream, you know, if you look too far ahead, it's very yeah. hard to. Indeed. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, I think it's great to have that that dream in it, to have that end goal, which would be like mm. pinnacle. That'd be brilliant. But boxing is one of them sports where you have to just take it step by step, don't you? Because anything can happen. So yeah, I'm not looking past this next fight. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I know we touched on how many, how many people are going to be there in the in the occasion, and and you're an established fighter now, English champion and stuff. But does the occasion does the when you the twenty thousand people there and the, the you know being on the, a, a huge anticipated you know undercard of Khan Brook, does it make it more exciting to you? Is it the same task? Does the occasion affect your fight? Do you look at it in, with any more importance? Than you would do a fight that's in front of four thousand people, then it's in front of twenty thousand people. Or is it the same job for you? I think yeah, it's, it's one of them ways that it's, it's the same importance again because I always want to put you know everything into every fight. I want to make sure I win it. Hmm. But I think I'm going to thrive off this crowd. I mean, I really do. You know, in my own town of Manchester, I feel like mm. I'm going to buzz off it. Um, and I think it's just going to, it's just going to help me. That little bit more, I think it's going to lift me even more. I can't wait for it. Yeah, definitely. If you can't get up for that, then you're struggling, aren't you? What an occasion. What a bill to, yeah. to fight on. And it's I, a huge, op- huge opportunity for you, Charlie, like, to be, to be noticed. And, you know, to, I mean, people know who you are, but, you know, really burst mm. onto the scene. I think... Fighting on a on a card like this is your your, your chance to shine and, and make people know who you are. Yeah, yeah, no, I, definitely, I agree. I'm so I feel you know, so lucky to have this opportunity. Because said in Manchester on a card like this, Sky Sports box office. When I found out about it, I was just like, hundred percent sign me up. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> but t- tell me a bit about that, Charlie. Then it's we're something we don't you know talk about that much on this podcast. But the business side of it. Tell me about. How you get an opportunity like that? How it comes about? Is it the opponent first? Is it the, is it the date first? Your manager comes to you and says we've got this great opportunity. Tell tell me about the process. Well, I won the English back in June last year, and then when I won that one, it was we were just kind of waiting a little bit. Where's it going to go? Um, you know, my plan was to have a takeover fight, which I did do in September time, and then we were just waiting. Then and we, there was potential that there might have been a fight. This fight was going to happen mm. in November. But it, it never happened. I don't think they could get it over the line in time. I didn't know what show it was going to go on. So that was kind of forgotten about. And then I just kept training anyway. And then around Christmas time, I was um, I was chatting with Kevin Marie, my manager. And he was saying, look, you know, something could come up here after Christmas. So, you know, just keep fit and whatnot. So I did do 
But then I'm out with with my family and a few of my friends, and I've got a pint there in front of me. Christmas nice. time, and I thought, right, I'm you know I'm having a good session here now tonight. I'm going to enjoy this. And um, as the pint was poured, and I just put it down in front of me. I got a text message, um, followed by a phone call, and the text message landed off Kevin. And I thought, and it just said Feb 19th, you know, English title defence against Jermaine Brown. Question mark. And I just thought, whoa, whoa just put my pint down there before he even sits it. And next minute, a phone call coming straight away. So I answered that. I was like, right, you know, sign me up. And that was it. Then the pint went down. I was like, right, forget it. You know, I've, just got, I've just got to go down here now and crack on training. I was pissed I, I, off. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not grass, but I'm on, I'm on that Phoenix Town group with you. And when that come about, they were all like, don't lie, Charlie, you just pissed out your head. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if he was pissed out your head or you don't know, just one bite. <laughs> I, I, know what you, I know what you would have done, Brian. You'd have went, I'll tell you what I'll do, just one more big night out. I'll have about eight pints tonight and oh, I'll start 100%. tomorrow. You know, if it was a Friday, <laughs> if it was a Friday, I would have drank Saturday and Sunday and then started Monday. That's what I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you mentioned the opponent there, Jermaine Brown. Obviously, obviously unbeaten. Um, what are you thinking about him? You know, Brian said something before, which I think is so so true. On this stage, a kind of really decisive win it could jump you up five levels. You talked about growing. You know, just stepping up the levels every time gradually. This is almost like a, a fast track card because you go out there. You knock him out. You you know you win on points decisively. This is people really taking note. Um, what is the opponent like? What have you got in your head about him? Yeah, he's, he's a good opponent. Someone asked me about this before, and I've got the same answer really. I mean, you know, whenever it's whenever titles are on the line, it's always a worthy opponent. It's always going to be a tough fight. But I think that's that's what I need as well. I think that's what brings the best out of me. So he's, he's coming to win. Obviously, he wants yeah. that title, and I think that that's going to work to my advantage. You know, I'm going to box long and. Hopefully, you know, I'm going to showcase my skills and what I'm about mm. to a massive audience where, again, you know, hopefully they, they want to see more of me. And it can, um, I, like you said before, it's my chance, you know, I'm in the public eye. So I'm hoping, hopefully I can show what I'm about, get that win, and it'll, you know, catapult me onto bigger things. Definitely. You, we spoke about bigger things later on on the, on the podcast tonight. We've got John Ryder on who, who you know, topped the bill on a, on a big show last, last weekend. Can you see yourself reaching those goals? Is that what you, you spoke before about you never fought too far ahead, but now you are an English champion. Are you now looking to those big fights and, and headlining bills and, and, and looking that far ahead? Oh, if, if I can achieve what he's achieved, I'd, I'd, I'd be over the moon with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm buzzing right now to be fighting on the ABN. I, I never thought I'd be the English champion. You know, the fact mm. I won that title, I, I, was, I was buzzing with that. So, you know, boxing, you just it's a sport. You've got to take it step by step. But if I can achieve what he's done, then 100% I'd be buzzing with that. Well, you've got every opportunity, mate, and uh, especially with the people behind you. And we've got to say, you're training down at the Phoenix camp with Robert and you've got, you know, Jack Massey there and Billy Dennis and all this kind of young camp coming through. What's it like training down there? Robert looks like he's got a great little uh, group there. Yeah, it's quality. It's a good laugh. You know, we all have a good laugh, but we also know when it's time to knuckle down and work hard. And that's what we all do. And we've all been uh, very lucky in recent where, well, say, I say lucky, you kind of create your own luck, don't you? We all work hard and we keep getting good results. And we're all just thriving off each other. We're all bouncing off each other. We're all getting wins. And it's success breeds success. And that's what's happening right now in that gym. Yeah, definitely. At least, least none of them take the piss. What's that, Brian? <laughs> At least none of them take the piss. It's a joke, honestly. In that gym, Brian, you know what it's about. Mate, if you, if you turn up and you're wearing a, a pair of shorts that you know don't match your shoes, for example, <laughs> that's it. You are getting it big time. It's a joke. <laughs> oh, God. Rob must be in trouble all the time then. 
Hey, I've got. We're hoping to be there on on the weekend. You know, best of best of luck for that for that fight. You know, and best of luck for what goes up after that. I'm sure you'll get it done. Um, just okay. lastly, I've got to ask you, Calm Brook. It's a huge spectacle. Will you be hanging around to watch that one? And how do you think it's going to go? Oh yeah, definitely. I'll be hanging around for that one. It's one that we've all wanted to see for years, isn't it? Um, mm. I keep changing my mind with it. You know, I really don't know. I mean, the way, the way I can see it going is, I, I can kind of see Calm. Being up on the scorecards, fast feet, fast hands, boxing, moving really well. But I can see Kel Brook just working him down slower and I, I think he'll catch him. And I think when he does catch him, I think that's it. I think he's game over. So I could see a Kel Brook stoppage probably after the eighth. Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I, I don't want to pretend that we know what we're talking about, but that's pretty much exactly what me and Brian and Kel said last week on the podcast. So uh, yeah. you're in good company. Uh, we'll just copy, we'll just copy you, Charlie. We'll just wait. For you. Yeah. We'll go with that. Charlie, thanks for coming on, mate. And uh, I hope you'll come back on again after you win this fight. And when you're going on for an even bigger fight, I hope you'll come back on and chat to us again. You're you're a good talk. You're a good lad, and I think you've got a great career ahead of you. Oh, definitely. Thank you for having me on, lads. I really appreciate it. Good luck, Charlie. And and just thank you, bye. Stay this week as you're doing. Just try try to keep your nerves in and. Not get too too ahead of yourself, and mate. You'll smash it. I know you'll win. So all the best, mate. Thank you, mate. Cheers, lads. Really appreciate it. Pleasure, Charlie. Good luck, mate. Cheers, lads. Thank you. It was nice to have Charlie on. Seems like a, a really good lad. You obviously know him better than me, but he he speaks really well. Seems really level-headed, and uh, he's going to have a fantastic opportunity this weekend, as we said to him. Um, you know, you you're a guy who went through the levels you know, uh, English champion, British champion, area champion, all the way up to world title uh, challenger. And he talk about taking it slowly and taking the steps gradually. But he's got a chance this weekend to to really, really propel um, himself up the ladder because, of course, because of the stage, because of the audience. You know, if you haven't got the audience, you know, you really can't make the big money in, in boxing, can't get the big fight. So it's going to be a great weekend for him. And it's, and it's really interesting. I mean, yeah, looking back at my own career, it's very similar. You know, I, I won the central area before before the English. But, um, I mean, I think it was about my 12th, 13th fight. It was for the central area title. It was my first title. And it was a massive card. It was uh, Jamie Moore versus Ryan Rhodes. And I fought on the undercard. And I remember I was in the changing rooms and, and I could hear that fight going on. It was an unbelievable fight. Um, I've actually watched it back since and it was it was such a good fight and I could hear the crowd and I thought, oh my God, I've never experienced anything like this in my life. And I went out, kept my calm um, and, 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 and did the job, you know, and I just hope Charlie can do the same. I believe he can. Um, the pressure gets to a lot of these fighters. I can't name names, but I've seen people recently, um, as soon as they step up and fight for a big title or fight a big name in a big arena, they seem to, um, you know, almost bottle it and uh, yeah. I don't think that that's in Charlie, um, yeah. and I hope it's not. I'm pretty sure he's going to thrive on the occasion and um, come through it uh, in the 50-50 fight. You know, he's not been in a 50-50 fight yet, um, mm. so there's a lot of pressure on him, but I'm sure he'll, he'll come through it. Mate, I'll ask you the honest, honest question. I know it's early, early in his career, and we're not trying to, to boost him up too much, but if you had to give your honest assessment on where he ends up and how far he can go in his career, what, what's, he, what's his level, what's his peak level? Well, as a friend, I'll take it step by step like he is and I'm mm. probably sitting on the fence a little bit here. But, um, you know, going off what I, I thought I could achieve, I knew I, I was capable of, of, of going and fighting for a world title. I thought I'd win a world title, but no one else did. 
So people around him will probably say, yeah, he's probably British level at best. That's what people are going to say. Mm. But so taking it step by step, he won a British title. I, th- I believe he can win a British title. And then you never know, you know, he's, he's at a heavyweight class where there's not many people in that weight and that's not being disrespectful. So he's got a massive chance of fighting for a world title or, or going and winning a world title. And um, maybe I'm thinking of my heart a little bit because my friend and, yeah. Um, you know, I really do hope he, do, he goes on and fights for all time. But he won a British title. I really believe that. Yeah, well, if he does that, it'll be a, it'll be a great career, and uh, I'll be interested to see how he, he carries on. I'm sure we'll both watch very uh, eagerly on it. But good luck to him on on Saturday night. It's a great opportunity. And uh, before we uh, bring John Ryder on, um, there's just something I want to talk about with you quickly because I know we've kind of got mixed opinions on this. I know you're a huge fan of, of Felix Cash. Um, you think he's a real deal. You think he's going to go on and become a a world champion and kind of boss the division and stuff. I think Felix Cash is a good fighter. I think he's a tough lad. He's got, you know, a lot of skill about him. I'm not sure he, you know, he's going to go on and be quite as good as, as you say, but we looked at his fight the other night. Um, after that fight, do you still have that same opinion on him? I know, I know it's a bit, it's going uh, back almost what we discussed with yeah. Charlie, you know, the Russian lad comes over a little bit unknown, unbeaten, tough, tough lad, probably a lot better than people expected. He was no yeah. walkover. So he still won the fight for me, but is he still that world champion prospect? Yeah. To be honest, I still do think he'll go and win a world title. I know you think different, but when you text the other night saying, um, oh, I, don't, I don't think he will on this point, I was actually behind and not been, I'd not had the fight on. So I mm. turned it on and I was like, shit, maybe Michael's right. But one thing I can't do is judge someone on, on one bad performance. You know, His performances before that night were unbelievable leading up to it. So yeah. to judge him on one bad night, which I mean, we've all had bad nights. And, yeah sometimes, you know, he's on the verge of fighting for a world title. He's on the verge of it. So for me, these opponents in, in, the, in the middle of it, it's hard to get up for. You know, yeah. he's an unknown Russian. Not many people knew who he was. That must be a hard fight to get up for. And he'd been a bit in, inactive. So for me, I can't judge him off that. Um, yeah, it wasn't the best performance. I actually thought he got beat. Um, yeah. But, you know, he, he scraped through it and he, he got through it, which is... You know, he got he was up he was on the deck a couple of times as well. So he's shown what he's about. Um yeah. I still believe he'll go on and, and win a world title personally. Listen, he showed real heart, and I actually think he'd done enough to win the fight, even with the two knockdowns. I think he dominated the fight out, outside of that. But he showed he had heart, um, showed he had character, and I'll be interested if he does go on and reach that potential that you say he has. I hope he does, but um I think we're still a little bit um we've still got different opinions on this one. But let's uh let's get John Ryder on because he's waiting for us. John Ryder, how's it going, pal? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. No, thanks for coming. Hey, you're on. Right, mate. I'm good. I, I just I was going from Instagram and I've got I found a blast from the past. I don't know if you're about to see it. But, um, well, let's have a look. Let's have a look. This is, this is the, uh, I think it was Frotch Groves way in. Um, what year was that? I think it was both both a bit. Can you see that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> both yeah. a bit younger. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's so weird that you know because you're fighting for World Title next. You won your final eliminator. That was I'd, I'd beat Maciel for the final eliminator. I was fighting for World Title a couple of weeks later. I was he- heading to New York, York, and that's why I was in London. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's strange, isn't it? Man, it's mad. Uh, the time flies, by the way, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gone full circle. Gone full circle. I like the old backwards hat there, Brian. Another, another great fashion decision of yours. Hey, John, did I did I ask you for a picture? Did you ask me for a picture? I, I asked you. Yes. 
<laughs> John, we've got to answer a bit about the weekend, obviously. Uh, the dust has settled now. A few days have gone past. How are you feeling? Yeah, feeling good. I mean, um, a lot riding on that fight for me. I mean, as I said to Brian, I was meant to come on earlier this week, but I've, I've just had a weird few days. I've, I've been, I was in bed all day Tuesday. Um, it back to normal yesterday, but I've no no positive COVID results. I think it's just an emotional and maybe just a physical dump on the body, I suppose. Yeah. Been living clean for however many knows only weeks. Brian, you probably knows yourself. We've had the fight, everything's done. Bit of crap food, bit of a uh, bit of binge eating. I think my body's just gone wrong to it and just uh rejected everything and just yeah, I've gone in the right, I don't know, right state for a few days, but I feel better now. So I'm um, I feel like I can string a sentence together now. You know what I find after a fight, John? Like, it's, there's a massive come down. So you go from here and everyone, everyone's patting you on the back and everyone's like giving you a big... But then after a few days, like, it stops. And so you, you go on like a bit of a come down and, and, and people don't see... The, like, you never level. You, you're either here or here. And that's, and that's awesome. what I found that's... so difficult. Yeah, that's what I mean. Miss was just saying. She said, "Like, I've been looking so forward to it. You, you're so up here, then it happens, and it's like, well, what now? And it's like, yeah, yeah. So, and, yeah, and it's so, not, it's not an anticlimax. It's amazing what's happened, but it's, yeah. it's just, it's just such a, a downward spiral afterwards. No, it is, mate. Yeah, you're at the top of the mountain, and then you're you're at the bottom of it again, and it's like, yeah. what next? Yeah, yeah. Old climb, climb Everest, then got to climb it again. Feeling, isn't it? You get there and you're like, "Oh, this is it now. I have to go. I have to go yeah. again." The, the the trip there might be a bit more fun on Everest, but um, <laughs> I suppose that's the dangerous part starts, doesn't it? That's it. That's it. John, you know what I looked the other day. You know when? Sorry, sorry, Michael. You know sorry, the other day when I said, yeah, "Can you come on the process? You said, "I'll have to come on a bit later because I'm taking my daughter dancing still." And I thought, you know what? It's amazing that I mean, I do the same. It's like back to school on Monday, me. You know, when I've had a fight, back to school, it was just amazing. How you just got back into family life, mate. Do you know what? I wish I wish I was on a school on Monday morning. They've had half term this week, so. Oh no! Yeah. The week I just wanted a chilled week. They've been here, so it's uh, been a bit of a nightmare. But um, uh, it's yeah. been nice to have them around, and yeah. obviously, I was away so much in camp and stuff. It's been nice just to reconnect as such. Got to go back to the fight on the weekend. Um, I watched it, loved it. I thought uh, just the spectacle of, you know, being there, Ali, Ali Pali being a North London lad and all that and the crowd was was absolutely brilliant. I thought it was a, a fight of two halves being given an absolutely brutally honest assessment. I felt like... So I've got an extra guest joining in. Go on. <laughs> My little boy snuck in. Oh, <laughs> God. You going to come say hello? Missy. Nah. Is he here? Rosie, come here. Come look. Do you know what? Do you know what's happened there, John? He just found out what the fee was and left, didn't he? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> if it was poor patrol or anything else. He'd be up, up for chatting, but um, <laughs> we don't want uh, to know now. I'll go back to the to the fight. So, saying uh, tower two halves for me. First half, you know, I thought Jacobs got the better of it. Second half, yourself could have went could have went either way. I know you were answered straight after, but now I have a little bit of time to reflect. I think. Um, the mindset that you must have had in that moment. I know you said that it wasn't really conscious that you felt like you were losing the early rounds, but the way you turned it on in the second half of that fight, took control, started working the body, outworking him, and really done enough to get the win. Was there something in you that clicked there? Did you Was you aware of the urgency at all? Was it generally just stepping up the levels naturally? No, I think the whole, the whole emphasis on the fight and the game plan with Tony Sims was, we don't know what he's got left. We don't know how he's going to come out. And 
if he's gonna if he's gonna put anything into this fight, it's gonna be in the first six to try and really put a dent in me. So mm. Tony just said it early rounds. Just try and stay with him. Just just tie him up a bit. But um, I mean, he was one doing majority of the tying up, so mm. the work inside was a bit slow. Um, but I mean, yeah, the score. I've not watched it back yet myself. I mean, I'm just trying to enjoy it or enjoy the moment a bit. But um, I do need to watch it back, obviously, and just assess the situation. But I mean, the rounds that he was winning, I don't think he was winning big. I think there was, there was nip and tuck rounds where I don't think you could really go that. Oh, that, that was a, that was a huge huge round for Danny Jacobs. Whereas the rounds that I then won in a, and won in the second half of the fight were, were mm. big rounds. I mean, I think seven and eight and nine and were, were huge rounds. And yeah, um, I think three of the last four that I won, I think I'd given the twelfth round. Mm. Um, but other than that, I think I won the rounds big and I won them well. Um, and then the other the, the, the first six, I mean, we probably. Some people have had the first round level. Some people have just edged it to me. Some people edged it to him. But I think it was just subjective scoring the first six, yeah. what you like. And if you're favouring the busier work or the, the, the cleaner work, whatever. But listen, I, I don't think the screams of robbery are a bit a, a bit strong. I think um, the, the the scorecards were mixed as it was from, from mm. all three judges. And I think all three judges agreed that us, I, I've won massively seven, eight and nine. And um, kicked on in the second half, so I don't think that the the, the cries of a, a robbery are, are too justified. I definitely, I, I, I definitely wouldn't uh, give them any uh, any coverage at all, mate. I think it was a really, really good fight. That you know, you might have a case for one person either way, but I think, like you said, I think you absolutely got it spot on. I think the early rounds, you you could have a case of giving them to him just because that little bit extra work. But then when you when you stepped up and you won those seven, eight, knives. It was really decisive. At one point, it looked like you'd proper rocked him and you could stop him. And you were never in that position yourself. So for me, that's why I'd I'd go that you nicked it. But um, yeah, cries of robbery. I mean, I haven't heard too many of those, but I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't give them any attention, mate. Well, I, I, well, I've seen, I've seen some like him. Yeah, you know, he won the first six round and you won the last four last six round. I said, and I think you won the last six rounds convincing, but then first six rounds you were nip and tuck. So like you say, it's whatever work that you like. So. You know, I had you by two or three rounds and, and that's quite convincing for me. Um, and I said that to Michael before you come on. I said, not just because he's on the podcast, I actually think he won the fight. <laughs> He'd say that, rounds. to be fair. Whereas yeah, no, uh, I mean, Cash on the other hand was a little bit different, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've yet to watch that back as well. But, um, I mean, you know at the end of a fight, if you've won, you know if you've lost. And mm. there was no point at the end of that fight when I felt like I'd lost. So, listen, I think, in my eyes, the decision was right, and I felt I felt like a winner at the final bell. And listen, I think his his reaction he wasn't jumping around the ring like he thought he'd won. No, he wasn't. When the when it, when it announced, he, he jumped straight out. So if if he thought he had a he was unfairly judged, I'm sure he would have hung around and um, voiced his mm. opinion. Yeah, I think that I think that was a very telltale sign. Actually, you got it spot on again. Where at the end, when he got when the decision went your way. There was no big cries of outrage from him. You know, I see it, I see it with Brian. I don't want to bring up bad news for Brian, but when he went and fought Martinez last year, and you know, there was a genuine feeling around the around the arena and around the, our team that that he'd won the fight. And when the decision went Martinez's way, there was there was gulps and gasps, and you know, even Martinez looked like he'd sold something. But whereas with Jacobs, he kind of just accepted it, walked away. I think he knew, you know, it was a very close fight. And if anything, it was going, it was going your way. Yeah, and I think listen, I mean, he had the uh, he had the home side of the card. I know it was in Alexandra Palace, obviously my hometown. But listen, he he was the home fighter on the card. Um, mm. He he had he had the second ring walk, so 
listen, all, all those kind of things were stacked in his favour for this, this fight. Um, he, he was the A-side. So, listen, I mean, not that it, it, it makes it any, any better, but I, I feel like I, I rightly got a decision. Yeah, definitely. I've got, I've got. Actually, going to get you. You're going to get your. Uh, you're going to get your world title shot now. And uh, I know you. I heard you speak after you were saying about is that the best Daniel Jacobs? I, I think it was a, a very strong Daniel Jacobs. I just think it was a very, very strong uh, John Ryder. But at, at 33 years old and all the fights you've had, would you say that was the best you on Saturday night? Are you is the best of your career still in front of you? Are you still able to improve performances? Uh, I believe so. I believe with a bit more momentum behind my career, mm. um, I think I think we'll see the best of me in 2019 when I fought Karen Smith. Um, I was just about to say that that was your best yeah. performance to me when you when, when you when you fought Karen Smith. That was your best performance in my opinion. I thought you was superb. Mm. Yeah, I just think uh, like activity as well. I think I'd I'd come off a, a good um, final eliminator against Sorokin in the November. Uh, a good winner in Vegas in the May, and then to fight Callum in November again. Uh, good momentum, big fights, good good camps from great sparring, great opportunities in them. Um, and then obviously after Callum's the, the Callum Smith fight, uh, a big gap of inactivity, two fights in two years. So I mean, the start of 2022 to get out so early was fantastic, but. I've, I wasn't going into this fight with great momentum and, and neither was Danny Jacobs, but I think now really just crack on, get back into camp shortly and um, just hopefully get another fight date soon and just start building that again. Yeah, definitely. I think momentum is everything. Um, you know, you need it with fights. So you need sort of a good run to get to, you, to get to your best. You can't keep coming in and out of the ring or going away from it or dropping in and out of that, that mindset. Um, but if you were to get a good run in an ideal world now, you're going to, in the next 12 months, you're going to fight three times. Who would be your three dream opponents? Well, listen. I don't know. I don't know what's next. I don't think it would be a straight world title shot. I'm sure it'll probably be a, a final eliminator. So, anyone in the in the, in the top of the WBA division, um, I don't know who's ranked above me at the moment. Um, but anyone like the, the Chudinovs, the Morels, it, mm. whatever's there to be had, I'm I'm happy to take. Um, I've worked too hard in this sport to to duck anyone now. So, um, listen, whoever they say to fight for a final eliminator, I'll do it, and then. All roads lead to whether Canelo's got the title or it's a vacant title, then I'm happy either way. Yeah, well, that'd be a credible fight. But um, I'm going to put you on the spot. John Ryder, does he become a world champion now at this stage of his career? Yes, he does. Good stuff. Good stuff. Do, do you agree, Brian? You've got to say yes, I do. <laughs> You've got to say yes. Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> you know what? I think you're one of the most improved boxers in Great Britain, and that's the truth. I mean, you've had some tough defeat yourself and and you know you, that, that decision on on Saturday night could have gone either way but how many times have you been in that position yourself yeah. where you had, where you haven't had the decision you know yeah. so you yeah. deserve a, a rub of the green you know what I mean so um, yeah I do think you'll be a world champion I think you're improving all the time no I appreciate it thank you Brian yeah totally agree um, John totally agree before we before we go can we have your predictions on the Kelbrook and Khan fight Saturday Yes, mate. Um, well, you know what? It's a hard one. Obviously, I'm a fan of both. Obviously, Khan was uh, the uh, the country's sweetheart for a while, wasn't he? Obviously, when he went to the Olympics mm. many moons ago now. But um, listen, Khan's the best six round fighter this world's probably that this country's ever produced. I mean, put him in a fight with anyone for six rounds, and he's, he's beating anyone in the world. He's he's beating yeah, yeah. But after that, he just seems to to fade and and blow a gasket, and it all falls apart from him. So, I mean. 
I, I would heavily favour Kel to stop him anywhere after the sixth round. Seven round seven or eight, I think is a uh, is Kel Brooks' fight. Yeah, that's well. I think we've all pretty much said the same thing. Everyone we've had on, everyone we spoke to about it has all said is that the same thing. So one thing I will say in Amir Khan's defence is he's got a perfect opportunity to prove everyone wrong here. But I, I think we both agree with you that Kelbrook late rounds is, is the way it's going to go. Yeah, I mean, it's an early doors. You never know if, if Khan's still got his hand speed, he can make it hard work for Kel. But um, things I've seen of Khan, it doesn't look like he's got that blistering hand speed anymore. Mm. And I'm sure Kel's still going to have his punch. Yeah, definitely. John, thanks for coming on, mate. I massively, massively appreciate that. And we'll have to get you back soon and talk more about your career because it's been a great one. You're, you're a hard man. That's what I always think of when I think of you. A tough fighter who's been in some great fights. And, you know, what a win on Saturday night. And uh, I really hope that like we just said it goes on and becomes a world champion from here because you deserve it, pal. No, definitely. Anytime. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well done, Saturday, mate. And thanks for coming on so soon. I appreciate it. Cheers, bro. Thank you, mate. Cheers, See you later, mate. Take care. Bye-bye. That was a great chat, weren't it? He was good, that. Yeah, he's a good lad. You know, I was just saying to you there, wasn't I? Uh, I didn't say this to him on, uh, when he was on, but with John Ryder, I always just envisions a, a really hard man, a tough guy. He's like a sort of Rocky Balboa character, a little sort of tough, powerful uh, southpaw. I've always enjoyed watching him fight, and I, and I hope he does go on and, and become a world champion. It's probably probably his biggest win on the weekend, so he's he's got an opportunity there, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, his career reminds me so much like mine, the ups and downs. You know the, the the close losses that he's had, and then he's come through it all and and won his final eliminate, and then hopefully get a world title next. It was sim- similar to mine, so he deserves to win a world title. He, he's worked hard, um, family man. So yeah, yeah, he's a bit more rugged than you, mate. He's a bit more rugged and a bit tougher, and you're a bit more silky and a bit more fancy, aren't you? What are you saying is I'm, be- I'm better looking. <laughs> oh, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe 10 years ago, but it was your birthday the other day, wasn't it? You're getting a bit old now. <laughs> 37. <laughs> 37 years young, pal. 37 years young. <laughs> yeah, we, um, as I say, great to have John on and we'll watch his his, uh, his next moves with uh, with great interest. But we, we keep talking about it. We spoke about it when we had Kel on last week. We've been talking about it all week on the Carnbrook fight. It's just massive. You can't get away from it. Um, we've actually got some some really good people to do some predictions exclusively for the for the Lions Den group and podcast. So if you look on our Instagram page at Lions Den group, you'll be able to find those um, some good sort of sports people there giving their expectations. Typical boxers, even Michael. We've got a couple of footballers thrown in. We might even have a few others. Yeah, we have, we have. Yeah, some interesting people. It's just a fight. It's a fight that everyone's talking about, isn't it? What what I love about this this fight is there's no titles at stake. They are past their best. Um, you know, there's no next moves after this being talked about. It's two blokes who don't like each other having a tear up to settle a score. And I think that is why people are so, so interested. And the, the opinion seems to be from me, from you, from everyone we spoke to that, you know, Khan's still got a bit of hand speed about him and he'll win some early rounds and then Kel will cover the distance, find a way and, and stop him late on. But as I've been watching Amir Khan this week, I've always been a bit critical of Amir Khan. He's never been my... You know, it's not a personal statement. This is coming from a boxing fan. He's never been my favourite fighter. Um, I've always been a big fan of Kel. So, yes, I took some uh, some abuse from people saying I was brown-nosing Kel a bit because I like him and stuff. But I'm going to give Amir Khan some credit here. As I've watched him come back over to the UK and I've watched him talk about the fight and I've watched him train, I am taking him more seriously than I was a few weeks ago. I do think he's looking sharp. I do think he looks like he's got the right mindset for it. And I'm, I'm edging more towards this being a, a close 50-50 fight. 
the thing with Khan, he's, he's always going to look sharp. He's always going to look fast. And like John Riley just said, he, he, he's the best six-round fighter we, we, we've ever seen. Mm. Um, it's just whether you can get past that them six rounds with him. So if you get past them six rounds, that, that, that's your time to, to go to work. Um, you know, there's no doubt I, I rate Khan. I think he's a great fighter. But, there's you know, there's something about him that, that, that I don't like um, where mm. Kel Brook is my mate. Yeah, and I, I think I really think he'll he'll do do the job on the night. I do, and yeah. I, might, I might be made to, I might be made to look a fool, but it won't be the first time. No, mate, that is true. That is. <laughs> I am. Um, I hope so. I really. I can't lie. If I get stick for it, fine. I, I hope Kel wins. I like Kel, um, but I'm expecting a, a fantastic, fantastic fight, and I think it's going to be one of the best fights we've seen for for a long time. So I'm sure next week we'll be chatting about the result, um, and I look forward to it. Yeah, brilliant. Can't wait. And thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah, pleasure, guys. And we will speak to you next week. Keep looking out for Instagram for those predictions.